Hello everybody, Deborah Dondalinger here. Welcome back to Tapping This Week. And today we're talking and tapping about our emotional response to the pandemic and what feels like the 80th week, but honestly, we're only in the sixth week since the um, World Health Organization declared um, the virus a pandemic worldwide. And oh my gosh, so much has happened that, you know, time is sort of compressed and expanded all at once. And I think back to the first few days when you first started to have the, the pandemic be on your radar and how quickly things were changing, the state of disbelief, like they're shutting things down. Is this really happening? And look at how much you've already adjusted to. Look how you found your flow. Look how, ah, yeah, you're settling into what's going on. Not to say that it's easy. Those of you who've been tapping and working with your emotional response and using other techniques or tools are probably past the place of shock or sadness or grief or, or denial or overwhelm. You might be noticing a couple other things that are coming up for you now that we're sort of in the, not the home stretch, but in the sort of just like the grind stretch. Um, some of us are feeling a little bit bored. Yeah. So how many of you are noticing that you're feeling bored and just getting really antsy to get out of there and do something different? In human design terms, 70% of us are made to respond to things that come into our lives. And without a, without a lot going on around us, what can we respond to? So go ahead and we'll do some tapping on feeling bored. Don't worry, I have another tapping lined up for if you're feeling too busy. Side of the hand. Oh, I'm assuming you know how to tap. I say this every time. If you don't know the points, go find them on my website or someplace else and then come back and tap along. We're on the side of the hand. Ah, even though I'm feeling bored and a little bit antsy, I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Even though I'm feeling bored, I'm not quite burning off all of my energy that I have every day. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Even though I'm bored and I'm also tired, so what do I do with that? I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Moving through the points, I start on the eyebrow. Feeling bored side of the eye, feeling antsy <sighs> under the eye, feeling under and overstimulated at the same time, under the nose, feeling out of sorts, feeling not myself, feeling antsy, feeling tired feeling bored. Oh, nice yawn. That's always good, huh? I think I've talked about how yawning is a way that energy moves for some people. Um, obviously, crying is one. Laughing is good. Um, but it's funny how sometimes the energy like needs to leave our body through this, uh, some sort of um, yawning is a great one. Okay. And the words that caught my attention that round were this under and overstimulation. 
Um, so a lot of people have, have are, who are working at home, are, you know, they're doing it through online, through Zoom and phone calls, and people are feeling overstimulated by all the online work. Um, my husband travels for work a lot, and I was asking him what's different. He said, well, when he's away, he's in meetings all day, and then he has the evening at the hotel to keep working and wrap things up. When he's home, he doesn't have that downtime to keep working. So I'm really noticing for people who have full-time jobs that are being recreated from home that people are feeling like it's hard work. So, all right. I don't know if you can hear that noise. There's a, there's a woodpecker in the background drilling a tree. Um, yeah, the birds have been very busy and active this spring. It's very cool to see, assuming you're in the Northern Hemisphere. So just notice how you've been overstimulated, whether it's through work or trying to, just the school stuff. Oh my gosh, all this online stuff being happening through, um, all the school stuff happening online and trying to stay on top of that if you have kids. Um, your regular commitments that you're trying to recreate through online forms. So where do you notice this feeling of overstimulation that you haven't quite adapted yet? You might feel it in your gut, your solar plexus. It's probably more in the lower part of your body, but no, it could be in the upper part of your body. It could be your throat. We all have different designs, different energy systems. Hmm side of the hand, even though I've been feeling overstimulated in certain ways. <laughs> what comes to mind is the cat playing with a laser too much. Yeah. Um, being online is exhausting. <sighs> I give myself credit for everything that I'm getting done. Still on the side of the hand, even though I've been overstimulated in some ways. All these things that I'm getting done at home that I'm not used to. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Moving through the points, feeling feeling overstimulated. Oh, this online stuff. I'm sick of sitting at a computer. I'm sick of being on the phone. I'm sick of back-to-back meetings. It's harder to find the flow at home. I'm tired of uh, everyone expecting me to keep up. Top of the head, I'm tired of everyone expecting my kids to keep up. Keep going through the points, all these things being thrown at me. (laughs) Every single person emailing me from the auto dealer to the people I haven't heard from in years. Oh my gosh, have you noticed that, guys? Like, oh, everyone's emailing, like, we're with you. Yeah, car dealership, don't need a new car right now. I don't need you emailing me. Hmm. And then, of course, noticing underneath this busyness and this overstimulation, there is still a vulnerability for ourselves, for our, our incomes, and noticing other businesses in there, how are they going to succeed or not? So keep moving through the points. Yeah, noticing who's feeling vulnerable. Noticing the uncertainty. Noticing the subtle unease. That feels really good to say out loud, doesn't it? Because even though we're in our sixth week, or for some countries much longer, 
and we've adapted and we're doing we're getting by day by day there's still this unease about what's to come and what's happening good job relax your hands take another gentle breath So just notice whether you're feeling calmer. You were following my words. Um, obviously, I feel calmer because the words fit me. But if you don't feel calm yet, go ahead and pause and do some more tapping using your own words or just um, tapping silently, focusing on the sensation. The other thing that um, is coming up or that I've been noticing is, is when you're home more, <laughs> a lot, whether by yourself or with your family, you come face to face with yourself. Um, there are more chances for your stuff to show up. Some of you, many of you listening to this have been doing your own personal work, but all of us have our, our stuff, our shadow stuff, our things we haven't healed or resolved. My, um, probably my biggest area of development still is my relationship with my body. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I just read a book called Metabolic Showdown by Emily Cooper. I think I've got the title right. And it was a really helpful book. And it talks about how, um, you know, how the whole dieting, dieting mentality doesn't work. And what was fascinating, hold on, I know I'm digressing, but hold on, is that she took, um, she did blood tests and metabolic markers, and she found that people who were very overweight their body thought they were starving just as much as somebody who was anorexic. So it's a really fascinating read. So if you have any issues around body and metabolism, I suggest you check it out. Metabolic, I think it's showdown or shutdown. One of those two words by Dr. Emily Cooper. One of the takeaways for me from that is I've been dieting since high school. Um, no, college. When it, Since I was 16. I was 16 when I went to college. And when I got there, I was really stressed and I decided to focus on the this body part wasn't right. And I started doing extreme dieting. And I was into powerlifting in college and I'd cut weight rather drastically. And then through the years, I've tried different, you know, different things. Um, I wouldn't say I ever diet anymore, but I'll do fasting. I've done the HCG um, diets a couple of times. And reading this book, I realized how much I am at war with my body. And the, the message I'm always telling my body is, how can I eat less? How can I control the food today? And reading this book, I realized that what I want to be saying is telling my body, and I don't know if this was in here, the book explicitly or not, I think it was, um, to tell my body, I'm going to feed you today. By letting my body know that I'm going to feed you today, it's not activating the starvation response and shutting down the metabolism. So I've been playing that with the, for the past week. And it's a really nice feeling of, whoa, what a radical change in self-talk from how can I limit my food and this subtle like battle with my body to, hey body, I'm going to nourish you today. I suspect, I don't know what percentage it is, but, but there's a handful of us who do have issues with food or how we treat our body, whether it's underfeeding, overfeeding, exercising. So if that's something that you're coming face to face more as your home, I'm wondering what would be a more gentle, kind of way to talk to your body. Hmm. 
And if it's not around food, but it's around other habits or other behaviors, what would be a more gentle way to embrace yourself as you come face to face with yourself as you're at home during this pandemic? So just take a second and notice. Where might you have been? Where have you been unkind to yourself? And are you willing to change that? Or at least tap on it, right? All right, so we'll do some tapping. Side of the hand. As I notice that my self-talk isn't the kindest that it could be in this area of my life. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. As I notice that my self-talk has not been the kindest and I really want to change that voice in my head. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Even though I might not know how to be kinder in my self-talk. Maybe somebody else does and I can ask for help. Moving through the points. Where am I being critical? Where am I being too harsh? Maybe my self-talk is perfect, but I'm being unkind and harsh towards other people. Noticing what areas where I'm being harsh. (sighs) Just keep tapping. Yeah. Okay, stop there, relax your hands. And notice, are you feeling calmer now, more relaxed? Yeah, good job. So the last thing I want to share, and this will not apply to many of you, but I had two eye emergencies last week where I had to contact uh, an eye doctor. Um, It was a possible retinal tear, and then it was a... um, a couple days later, a severe injury to the eye that uh, caused a, a hemorrhage in the eyeball. I'm fine. Um, I saw the eye doctor only once and we talked and texted. But when I had to find an eye doctor, I was like freaking out because, no, yeah, I was stressed because people were closed because of the pandemic. And I was very aware of how difficult it is to get medical care for something right now that's not related to the virus. And I was reading in the Post today, Washington Post, that there are doctors in, oh shoot, is it New York City, that are not seeing the normal heart heart patients and stroke patients. And they're worried that people aren't coming in for, for care when they should be because of the virus. So if you're in a situation where you need to get emergency medical care or even urgent care, Really, I invite you to do a couple of rounds of tapping. Okay, obviously, if it's an emergency, you're not going to tap. But really, you know, like calm yourself. There are people who can help you. It's scary trying to figure it out, but you can figure it out. Yeah, so moving through the points. um, What if I need to get help? What would I do? Hmm, Who would I call? I have more than one person that I can call. Yeah, having multiple resources. It's okay to feel panicked. Hmm, yeah. Just keep moving through the points, finish up the round. 
one thing, and then I'll wrap things up. One thing um, that I really see as a theme with clients is the idea of being told no and knowing that you can ask somebody else for help. When we're kids and we're so reliant on our parents, if the parents say no, we sort of think, oh, it's my fault for asking. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, the parents are bad because they didn't give me what I needed. And we don't often have the model that we can go and turn to somebody else to get what we need. So developing this idea of being well-resourced and that if one person's not available, you go to somebody else is a very mature and adult way of handling when we have needs that we cannot satisfy ourselves. So just notice for yourself um, when you think about if something came up and you had to get help, who would you go to? Uh, Would you be able to find somebody else to go to? Yeah, and just know that there are more resources available to you than you might first imagine. (sighs) Okay, thanks for tapping along. I know we covered a wide variety of topics. Um, Frankly, I just need to get some extra tapping done because I know it calms me down. Wanted to say that I put out a book called Nine Ways to Feel Less Stressed During the Pandemic. It's on Amazon, Kindle for $4.99 US dollars, paperback for $6.99 US dollars. Really short, 42 pages. It's just uh, nine tapping ideas that you'll recognize from these podcasts around virus stress, around the alarm, the the denial, the feeling um, worried. So if you want more support, if you want written words of what to say while you tap, um, go pick it up on Amazon. You can check it out on my website. There'll be a link there. And yeah, um, you know, I'm going to say, guys, keep on tapping. Good job. And until next time. All right. Bye.